Hey there, I'm Melissa Merrill, a professional home organizer since 2011 and now a speaker, author, course creator, and coach. I created Pro Organizer Bootcamp for aspiring home organizers and decluttering experts who need a kick in the pants to take their business to the next level. Each week, I bring you an action-packed episode filled with tips, tricks, and inspiration to help you build your own professional organizing company. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review. Let's dive in. Today, I'm chatting with Brooklyn Smith of Brooke Knows Best. She honed her craft in professional organizing as she grew up with five younger siblings and had to find creative ways to make spaces work. Now, she's a single mom who brings judgment-free, supportive energy into each client's space. She's all about customized solutions for her clients. You won't find any cookie cutter systems here. Welcome to the show, Brooke. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. Just the best intro ever. Thank you. I feel so official. <laughs> right? I know. Whenever I read it, people are like, I need to carry you around with like a little <laughs> megaphone in my pocket to just announce you wherever you go. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so Brooke and I actually met on Instagram. I found her, I think, originally through Facebook, and she's in a bunch of the professional organizer Facebook groups, as most of us are, when we're kind of, you know, building our businesses, asking for advice, getting feedback on certain things, and what I absolutely love about this girl is she tells the freaking truth. She lays down <laughs> the facts. It is always real talk with you, and so I'm so excited to see what we kind of chat about today. Absolutely. I'm super excited. Yay. Okay. So tell us about yourself and what called you to get into this field. how did you discover pro organizing and what kind of brought you here? Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I found it like a lot of others did kind of by accident or stumbling upon it. I've been kind of organized my entire life. I was in a million different extracurriculars in high school. And then um, as impulsive as I am, I joined the military at 17. And then I did administrative and logistics for um, mechanic maintenance type things. And then, um, I just finished my seven year contract, like on, in Christmas this past year. And so, um, since I was in the national guard, what I did for my civilian side was, um, I did childcare and then I shifted into the private sector with nannying and home management. And then that's when I kind of just, I don't even remember, I think somebody said the word or something. And I was like, researching that right now and then boom like 600 Facebook groups <laughs> and then um once I got back from deployment last year I basically just cold turkey went right into it full-time I actually did the last two weeks of my deployment I worked 12 hours in the warehouse drive from Indiana to Chicago to take a client and then drive back that same night wake up 3 a.m the next day because I'm a little I'm a little crazy <laughs> It, when I say it out loud, it sounds kind of insane, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, first off, thank you for your service. That is amazing. Thank and you. congratulations on being done and, you know, serving through the end of your contract and now going full-time. Like what a total shift to go from probably working around a bunch of scruffy dudes and like, you know, following all the orders. Talk about leaving a full-time job. Like you, you know, being tied into all of those structures and rules and systems and now to have this freedom of being your own boss how has that transition been honestly it's been the most liberating thing ever i um 
I definitely found myself butting heads when I was in the daycare with people because I'm very passionate about whatever it is that I'm spending my time doing. So I was like, I care more about the kids than corporate. I'm going to go be a nanny. And then parents were telling me what to do. And then I figured out that the whole home management part was more what I enjoyed. Um, and as far as the military goes, I basically ran the parts department. So I was able to be a little bit more in charge there. Um, but once I switched over to the organizing piece, I was like, wait, people listen to me and I can tell them how to run every aspect of their life. And that's what I'm getting paid to do. Sign me up. Yes, please. And now it's kind of like I get to micromanage, but on purpose. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, no. And I love that too. I think like so many women that I hear that are in this industry have that story where they're like, I'm unemployable. I've been fired a billion times in my life. I don't take um, I don't take no for an answer, you know, I'm headstrong, I'm strong-willed, you know, all of these things, which are amazing qualities to be an entrepreneur, like, hello, duh, you know, this is the, right. the field for you, clearly, so how did you come up with your business name? I love it, because it's so simple, yet, like, it makes me automatically trust you right off the bat, Brooke knows best, how did you come up with this? So, um, actually, back when I was watching a bunch of YouTube videos on how to get organized, for like, like planner, like creative planning and stuff like that. When I was pregnant, I came across a YouTuber that's my mentor, Elaine Michelle, and she's Elaine Michelle Studio on YouTube. And she coached me for a few sessions on uh, like a mommy vlog channel or something like that. And then she came up with the rebranded name, Brooke Knows Best. And then I just took it and ran with it and I haven't changed it since. And so it went from a YouTube name to my business name. And I could not even take credit. It's like the best name ever. There's one other Brooke Knows Best anywhere on the internet, and it's with an E, and it's like Paris Hilton something, whatever, but I'm waiting to buy the rights to that eventually <laughs> because I, I will be the first result, not some 2001 <laughs> TV show. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I remember that show. Actually, now that you just said that, it was Hulk Hogan's, <laughs> Hulk Hogan's daughter. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh. You just brought me back to like, oh three or whatever the heck that was oh my gosh and so does google funny. anytime someone searches <laughs> i love it oh my god well thank god you have a uh, no e at the end right so at least it's right. a little bit differentiated but yeah like you said you know hopefully you'll come up as the number one search result we talked a lot about that in my programs is like don't pick a business name that five thousand other instagram handles already have like yes i know you want yes. the name you know simplified organizing okay how many freaking simplified organizing brands are out there right now <laughs> you know pretty much almost if you have organizing in your in your name then it's just yeah it, it's helpful to pick something that's either a play on words just any name for a business in general it's like a play on words something that is identifiable to you that like separates you out from whoever whatever else is out there just because people are gonna buy into you and your brand it just makes the branding process easier honestly than it is to try to explain the name. Yeah, and just before we jumped on, you know, I know we were chatting about like Brooke Knows Best could transform into so many different things. It, yes, it mm -hmm. could be nannying, it could be home management, it could be pro-organizing, it could be nutrition, coaching, personal training, like it's so many things. Yeah. Same with my LLC is Make Shit Happen LLC. Make Shit Happen is always gonna be my thing. Like that's always, no matter if I'm writing yeah. a book or doing a podcast or, opening a gym, like who knows what, you know, this literally transferable yeah. names are great because it doesn't matter. Like even with your name makes it happen. You could be like, 
make moving happen, make packing happen, make, you know, just random like that. And I'm like, Brooke knows best, Brooke knows clean, Brooke knows moving, things like that. Thinking like long-term, how can I shift this into different departments as they get bigger and need to be broken up as separate entities? So it's always good to have something that's flexible that's still identifiable. Yes. And with your brand fonts and colors and logo, I know your um, website is absolutely amazing. So guys, if you will say it again at the end and I'll put it in the show notes, but if you want to check out Brooke without an E, brookknowsbest.com, her website is like the bomb.com. It is so clean and fresh and professional. And like, I Thank pride you. myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's amazing. I pride myself on like building my little Wix website that looks like it's from, you know, 2015 now, because I don't, I'm not a web designer, right? It's like outsource what you're not good at. So how did you make this amazing website? So I basically started out like I did with everything, like, I'm going to figure this out. (laughs) And then I immediately figured out, I'm like, if there are some things that I'm not going to do, it's like accounting and website. I don't have hours and hours to do web design. So I found somebody on Upwork to make my original website. And then eventually I switched over to a marketing team called Town Square that is more all-inclusive. They do my website, my business email. They host everything, um, unlimited updates within 24 hours, just all running in the background. I don't have to touch it, SEO and all that fun stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to pay for it. I better not have to look at it. Yeah. And then hopefully they send you, you know, like a shiny report at the end of every month or end of every quarter. And they just say, Hey, here's all your analytics. Here's who clicked, here's who viewed, here's how long they were on the site, you know, all the things. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I just love your branding. I think it looks so buttoned up and the pink and the black is really, it's fun and it's different because I think a lot of times, same with like the business names that everybody and their mother has, um the branding is a lot of like white and black because you're a minimalist and then like a teal Common and a colors mm-hmm. and yours was like black and black and pink and mine's like black and yellow so I think it like it kind of you know shows our personalities a little bit more too because we're a little more like non-sugar-coated <laughs> exactly and honestly when I was originally starting out I was like I don't know what my niche is going to be but I did know that I wanted to break into the luxury market so basically from the very beginning, I was like looking up luxury bland- branding. What's that? It's usually dark muted colors. Um, and then that's kind of where I got the font as well. Um, something that looks very, very classic, very um, like old money. Basically, I just Googled old money to see like what kind of fonts came up. Very like, you know, home staffing agencies usually have something similar to that. And then I made the bottom part clean and more recognizable to modernize it a little bit. But that was that a lot of thought went into that because I was yeah. like, let's be mysterious or at least what I thought was mysterious. <laughs> I love to be. I mean, it feels like I'm entering like the gates at a country club or something. So like, I totally see how you did it. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. Um, and on that same note, okay. So you knew that you wanted to break into the luxury market, which is smart, right? Because these people have money um, to pay and aren't going to, you know, dick you around on pricing and like tell you that you're, you need to go down in price or, you know, you need to cheapen yourself or not know your worth and all the things that new organizers typically go through. So what are your favorite types of clients to serve? Like if you had a niche, what would it be? So my niche would be custom, 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 and more custom. Um, I found that in it worked better for me to instead of target a certain age range or age range or like demographic per se, like, oh, 
parents or at one point I was trying to focus on new mothers and I just found that based on my data it made more sense to find the people that are customizing everything in their home they want to be very particular in how they want it and yeah maybe they look on Pinterest or something like that but specifically I'm looking for people that don't want to touch it at all like the purpose of paying somebody is to not have to deal with it kind of like I am with my website so everything is done in-house in the laundry list of scope it's kind of ridiculous for what I offer. It's basically like hire one person, you can go to work and when you get back, that'll be done. Or I basically live at their house for a month. <laughs> so it's, um, you know, people that will give me their full trust up front. I have complete control of the project beginning to end and it's completely customized to each person. So those are kind of my three things. Usually, you know, at that price point, that type of person that wants custom is ready to pay for custom they are explicitly not looking for cookie cutter or whatever else is out there. Are you still bootstrapping it as a professional organizer? Lugging a clipboard and paper contracts with you to every new organizing job? Typing up proposals and manually sending emails to potential clients, but not offering electronic signatures? Accepting payments via cash, check, and random apps on your phone but no option for professional invoices and pre-appointment credit card payments? Don't worry, girl, I've got you covered. HoneyBook makes running your pro organizing business way easier. Grab your free trial and 20% off by heading to share.honeybook.com slash Melissa823. That's share.honeybook.com slash M-E-L-I-S-A-823. It's time to level up your business. I always wanted to be able to do like more so the luxury organizing. And as you said, mm -hmm. not so many people want to like be home for that or even be a part of getting messy in a dirty garage or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, or going through expired foods in a pantry or whatever. You know, it's like they don't have time for that. They have, you know, bigger things to be doing. So exactly. how do you balance like doing that on your own? Like, do you just make the decisions and that's where like that full trust comes in for you? Like, tell me more about that. So there's a couple of main pillars that I try to present myself like as a person when I'm doing like consultations and things like that. It's one being super confident and knowledgeable, even if I don't, I don't, nobody's gonna know everything about everything, but the things that I know or have a draft for specific items, I go into extreme detail and I give value from the very beginning because the people I'm targeting aren't gonna copy and paste and DIY. That's not the point. From the very beginning, establishing dominance um, usually working, I'm working with a lot of people that are the dominant figure in their life. They're, you know, the breadwinner, they're making a lot of decisions on the executive level, and they do not want to be bothered with tchotchke decisions in between. So I come in, I'm like, brain dump everything you want onto me. I don't care what order it's in. Walk me through your house. The reason you brought me here last, take a bunch of notes. I tell them, okay, this is the solution that you're asking me for you know, not necessarily telling them how I'm going to do it. I'm like, this is what you're asking me for in order to do everything right here. It'll take me approximately X amount of weeks or X amount of months. And it's going to cost you this one bid price. Do you want the solution you're asking for? Yes or no. I make it as simple as possible. They don't need to be doing math. They don't need to be asking questions. And that way I know that if they're willing to do that and trust that I'm going to get it done, then that's a client I want to work with. If somebody starts not even necessarily nickel and diming, but asking about small details, they're not for me because they don't I need to have full trust because I cover it end to end. So if I have the trust, it's easy and I do it and I cover it. I basically walk around with a bunch of house keys on my 
on my card ring. And then if I don't have the trust, I turn down projects because it's not going to be a benefit to either one of us. That's so interesting. It's such an interesting like lens of pro organizing to me because I think every woman listening to this wishes they had that confidence and that level. I love that you use the word dominance because like you said, these people are sick of having to manage every single little thing within their home. They already manage enough Mm -hmm. at work in their careers. If they're a business owner, if they're an executive, whatever, if they're a mom, if they're a a father, you know, all of the things, right? And so the Mm -hmm. last thing that they want to do, I love that you called it like tchotchke, (laughs) tchotchke decisions, (laughs) Um, because it is, it's like the small little granular stuff that they just don't want to deal with and they want to outsource it. And so that takes such a level of confidence to walk into that space with like, you know, your shoulders high, you're, you Mm -hmm. know, you're poised, you're um, confident, you're brave. And so where did you get that? Like where, how did, how did this come about? (laughs) So honestly, here's the secret. So it's part military and it's part of just me winging it for a year. So on the military side, it is like, we're, it's drilled into us to make a decision, whatever the decision is, whether it be wrong, like, just make a decision that like that skill is super important and it's a muscle that has to be built up and to not be hemming and hawing about things and um the the secret to kind of what I've figured out is I ask a ton of very specific questions my consultations can get up to four hours long it's and it's a complimentary consultation because I vet before I ever get there but I ask a lot of questions, take a lot of notes, and I just regurgitate to them what they're asking me for. So at the very end, I'm just like, and so to do this, 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 this and I'll just sit there and ram, it's supposed to sound overwhelming. And then I say, and I'll take care of all of that. And this is how much it's going to cost. That literally just, I will take care of all of it. All I'm doing is telling you what you just told me, because some people don't hear the, how much they're asking for. I'm telling you exactly what you're asking for. And then I'm also kind of translating a little bit to like, you think you know what you want, you don't really know, this is actually what you want. (laughs) And then I will take care of it. You don't have to touch anything because this has been such an extensive consultation. I've got all of your micromanage, like, cause this is, this even works with people that are like super anal and super like want to be in control, but really they don't have time to be in control. I just let them talk, honestly, let them talk, regurgitate it back to them and then be like, okay. And then I got, like, I got it. They just want to know that just like anyone, they just want to know that they were heard and that they heard every single detail being said back to them. And then just, I'll take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. And those words are probably just like, you know, God, God, they're like angel, angel down from heaven. And they're like, oh my God, you can help me. Yeah. I've seen people like literally go (laughs) in their chair. Like it sounds dramatic, but it, it happens just because it's, you know it's not even, I'm not even coming up with stuff. I'm literally just telling them what they told me. And they're like amazed at listening skills. It's very simple. Like it gets very basic. Honestly, I, I don't, I'll just keep beating a dead horse. Cause honestly, that is really all it is. Like, it's not as complicated as it wants to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's consultations. Number one, like, you know, part of what we cover in my programs is how to like close your first sale, how to get your first paying client, how to do the phone consultation so that it turns into a booked and paid service that you mm-hmm. can then go to and, you know, utilize those natural gifts and talents that you need to be serving the world with to like fulfill your own purpose. Right. And I think exactly. people get so caught up in that and they're like, wait, so all I have to do 
I listen to their whole life story because typically it's the whole life story of like, there's a death, there's a, there's a kid, there's a birth, there's a whatever, right? It's all, there's always mm-hmm. something, a divorce, a widow, a, you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is, um, a car accident, a, an illness. Yeah. Like, believe me. So I, I know, you know, this like with the long, long stories and it's like, so all I have to do is just listen, tell them where they are, build that rapport and then fill the gap mm-hmm. for them, like show them where they could be. And then they see that gap and they're like, oh my gosh, so I'm on this bridge on this cliff way over here. And I see like the promised land over there, but it's across, right. you know, a big, a big moat and a big, you know, scary river. And I don't know how to cross <laughs> it. And you're like, hey, I'm the bridge. Let me be the bridge to get you over there. And then they get, you get booked. That's awesome. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's, it, it really is anything I don't know I'm like I have a guy for that like I don't even like it's okay to not know everything and to tell them that you don't know everything but you have an expert for it like I don't do plumbing electrical um, or any structural changes that have to do with drywall I have two general contractors that I work with and I have a guy that does remodeling so it's just a matter of even if it's like just exiting exiting out anything that could come up or that they might need to go with it. It's just like, no, worst case scenario. If I don't know, I got somebody and I'll book them yeah. for you. Yeah, I loved doing that and organizing too, because a lot, I mean, I'm five feet tall and I'm a female and yes, I'm strong and, you know, ex-CrossFit athlete and all the things, but I don't want to be moving really heavy junk and like loading <laughs> stuff off to a dump. Like that's not part of what I would do. So I would definitely outsource to junk removal companies, um, estate planners, like if there's been like a death in the family or you need to hold like mm-hmm. a really big garage sale, if you're getting ready to sell a home. Um, also stylists. I loved working with personal stylists because a lot of times they would come in and want to like consign. Yeah. And then you could consign. And then the client was like, oh, and I'm making a little bit of extra money back. And, you know, so never be afraid for anyone listening to this to do exactly what Brooke just said, outsource what you're not good at. I always call it like damned if you don't delegate. If you try to take on the weight of the world and be the pro organizer and the personal chef and the nanny and the housekeeper and the, you know, all the things, you're going to mm-hmm. burn out really quick. So make sure that you delegate what you're not good at. Oh yeah. And honestly, even like, it's not even that you have to like tack on billing through the process. You're like, oh, I'm going to invoice you for that. I, I don't invoice for anything. I like the more that you do, like you network and stuff like that, people are like, oh, I want to network and just meet somebody to get a, a referral. Honestly, use that networking to understand what's their pricing structure, what's their ideal client, get a better sense on a daily basis where off the top of your head, you can know, okay, if I need to outfit this closet and they are, we're talking like container store level, target level, dollar store level. If they're a container store level, which is hashtag no budget, I'm like, okay, boom, $600. I know what that is off the top of my head just from research or they want this remodeled or that remodeled or whatever. Then the the quicker you can come up with that number of how much you're going to have to pay the vendor to do that, then bundle it all together. And then they don't have to vet anybody or see anybody or do anything, but it doesn't have to be somebody inside your company either. So definitely worth research on inventory and other services for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it does make such a difference to difference to network within your local communities. I know for a while I was in BNI, which is like a huge, you know, business networking international group. Um, I wouldn't join it again, you know, just if anyone came to me and wanted to know about that, but um, I think your network really is your net worth. And I think even if Mm -hmm. those are 
you know, people that are in a Facebook group in your local community or people that you meet up with for coffee once a month after your church meets mm. and they're all business owners or whatever, you know, there's so many places to oh, tap yeah. in and to plug in. You don't need to go from zero to a hundred real quick. Here at Pro Organizer Bootcamp, we're all about taking baby steps to success. As you're learning how to start out on your journey in pro organizing, it can be extremely overwhelming. You're not just trying to figure out how to color code books on a bookshelf or organize cereals and grains into pretty glass jars. You're also being bombarded with overwhelming thoughts about how to accept payments, confirm appointments, gather online reviews, build a website, grow a social media presence, file for a business license, and about a million other things. Hell, you might not even know how to get your very first paying client or how to get your name out there in your local community so you can actually test those waters and see if you even like this whole Marie Kondoing home editing thing after all. Once you're in a state of overwhelm, chances are you'll freeze and stop creating any momentum in your budding business. And no one wants that. The Pro Organizer Bootcamp course presents the information on how to start your business in an easy to follow bite-sized format. I'm here to guide you, so let's dive right on in. Check it out on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Pro Organizer Bootcamp. So on that same note, I know that we both have strong feelings about <laughs> NAPO. And speaking of associations and speaking of networking, I want to know how you did this where you, A, you're, you're very loud in these Facebook groups, as am I, about not telling women that they have to join NAPO, not telling women that they have to have a certification, not telling women that they have to have an acronym after their last name in order to be credible in the eyes of any sort of client that's going to hire them. So let's just spill the tea and tell me all about your feelings on this. Oh yeah, for sure. So first and foremost, 80% of men will apply to a job if they only have half the credentials. Women don't do that at all. It's like not asking, just in general, it's like not asking for your pay because it's like, oh, thank you so much for just considering me for this position. Like, no, like most women don't even apply to a job if they don't have every single th credential. So it's honestly a misogynistic and patriarchal concept that's now leaked over into um, a really a space that should be more and can be more encouraging. Not that there aren't, you know, male professional organizers, but it's like, and I really do think some people have the most, you know, the best intention. It's that entire generation where it's like, they went to school, they got a job, they worked the job for 40 years, and then they retired. Well, that's not the world that we live in anymore. And if you literally don't need a certification to do it, don't tell someone that they can't start or that they're going to harm somebody, just because they don't have a piece of paper that one, nobody's ever going to ask for. And two, that's just another barrier being put in place to that really is more of a hindrance to female entrepreneurship than a help like oh do this thing so you can do this it's like no just do it and that's yeah. that like that's it just do it yeah yeah and I think it's so interesting these you know I like to call them Karens lovingly that are in <laughs> groups because it's yes. very it is a very old kind of crotchety if you will sentiment towards other women of I don't think I don't believe you that you did this without a certification I don't know you know this and that and you'll get comments and it'll say um so what do you tell clients when they ask you about your certification I'm like do you really think that the 250 clients that I and my team helped in 2018 alone one of them even asked for 
any sort of certification or even, I mean, hell, hell. People don't even know what it is, honestly. Like no. 90, solid 90% don't even know it existed because guess what? Half the people that are professional organizers didn't know it existed until like the year they started doing it. So yeah, it's, it's not just, a thing. It's not a thing. It's not and I, like with the business license thing too, like, yes, you need a business license and yes, you can go to your local, you know, county government to figure out what you need and which permits you need. And in California, we have an amazing resource called calgold.org, which is awesome because California is a very complicated state to do business in, let's be honest. But there's, <laughs> there's, uh, there's resources, there's SCORE. I'm a volunteer for SCORE, which is a, um, powered by the U.S. Small Business Administration. And you can link up with a mentor for free. They would love to help you. They're usually in their 80s and they'll tell you, you need this permit right. or this license, or they'll give you recommendations if you're trying to set up an LLC or an S Corp or just go sole prop, like they'll tell you what to do. But when it comes to the actual CPO or joining NAPO or paying an arm and a leg for membership, when you, you don't need to be getting into debt before you're even making a profit. And I think so many women are like, in order to be a professional organizer, I need to join NAPO and I need to, you know, pay this $300 membership fee that's going to give me jack squat, but it's going to make me be able to put my, their logo on, you know, my website. It's just right. bonk, bonkers. Like you want a logo on your website, do Home Advisor or something. And it'll cost you a lot less money. You're getting clients from whatever you're investing. And they give you a bunch of fancy stamps you can put on your website. And honestly, I have all of them. They're still not on my website because I don't, I, I don't really care. <laughs> but it's like, it, it just like coaching right and so like you're a coach so you get it it's like you really only need to know 10% more than the person that you're trying to help because you get much more than that you have this huge gap and it's kind of hard to still relate well it's the same thing with organizing people are like well I'm organized for me but like this other person I'm like yeah because it comes naturally it feels like you're not doing anything Joe Schmo over here doesn't know how to put two and two folders together so don't do them the disservice of not reaching out to help them and connecting with someone that can really benefit from the gifts that you've been given just because of imposter syndrome. And like, I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, a stranger to that either. I have no college degree. I dropped out of college because of um, a sexual assault. And I'm very open about that because I feel like it needs to be something that not is normalized and that it's okay, but normalized in, in being able to talk about that. So I dropped out of college. I worked for a super scammy sales company and got um, basically down to pennies. They controlled everything in my life. And then I joined the military. It's the only thing I've ever completed. Don't have any certifications. Don't have anything else besides just straight up life experience and a bunch of, you know, life altering and, and lessons learned. I'm hardheaded. I do everything the hard way. So it's great. But honestly, like that's all you need is some, some passion, some just just I mean do risk assessments but honestly just do it don't sit there and you know analysis paralysis because that doesn't tell you anything until you have data you don't have data until you do something so yes 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 get off the fence take messy action um especially if you're a yes. dude being on the fence is an uncomfortable place to be <laughs> so get off <laughs> take action action cures fear and don't wait for the certification. Don't wait to join an association. Don't wait. You know, I just, uh, it kills me to see so much talent go to waste. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a little bit of imposter syndrome. It's a little bit of comparisonitis. It's a little bit of wanting to do the right thing. I think as organizers, we're all a little bit OCD, a little bit overachiever, a little bit perfectionistic, perfectionistic, a little bit type mm -hmm. A. And 
we want to be good, right? We want to do right. Mm -hmm. We want to be good. We want to check all the boxes. We want to make sure that everything's perfect before we birth it out into the world. And that's not what business ownership is. That is not not what it is. You ask anybody, Fortune 500, they will tell you that it was a shit show and still is for everyone. Even the ones that are like super, super successful, even like Bill Gates and stuff, they're like, dude, I'm still winging it. What's up? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Did I figure it out? Like, I can tell you how to, you know, not do some of the mistakes I made, but honestly, they'll probably tell you to make those mistakes because then you really learn not to do them again. You start making yeah. four or five digit mistakes and then you got to be like, well, at least it wasn't a seven digit mistake. You just kind of, <laughs> you know, even you got to think about stuff, not in like the short term, but like, long-term, I would rather make a $4,000 mistake now and having gone for it and gotten the experience and learned how all the things can go wrong than another year from now when I'm in seven figures and make a seven figure mistake when there's other people working, more people working for me and their lives are, you know, on the line mm-hmm. about that. So, you know, mis- I don't even call them failures. It's just like, make the mistakes so that you know that they exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fail forward and pick yourself back up and learn again and learn again and learn again, because for every mistake you're going to have, you're probably going to have 10 more of those before you have a win. And it's, oh, yeah. it's, you know, the ultimate lesson, I think, in self-development and in personal development and in leadership development. And it's like, if you want to go to school, go to the school of owning a business, because that is going to teach you more than any book, any classic college, any um, therapy session, like it will literally teach you so much about yourself. Right. I mean, business school, they still like anybody going to business school, that is great and super for them. They're still going to have to start at ground zero to get experience. People care so much more about experience these days than, you know, necessarily a degree. Cause honestly, at this point, if you want to go the degree route as that being your leg up, you better start with a PhD. Because like air quotes, if if you're listening, everybody has a bachelor's. It's like not even that cool anymore. It's not it's not the hype unless you know you go into a field where you have to be certified, like the medical or legal and things like that. But it's just like I don't know. Just keep going until something goes wrong, and you're like, okay, whoops, and you just like keep going. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the idea of pivoting too. Is you know, don't be afraid to just get started because. Believe me, when I started, I had no idea I was going to write a book or start a podcast or create a course or be coaching other people how to do this. Like, I didn't know how to do this half the time myself five years ago. You know, look, look what has happened and look what evolved because I just took those baby steps and I took that messy action to get here. Same with you. I can't believe that you've only been out of the military for, you know, seven ish months at the time of this recording. And like, you've just skyrocketed, you know, your branding's on point, your logo's on point, your website's on point, your booking all the clients that all of us want to be booking and you're walking (laughs) into it with confidence and with clarity. And I think that speaks volumes as to just getting out there and taking the brave messy action. Absolutely. Like if I had to give like two big myth busting things, like one is around, they're both around money. One, invest some money and getting leads, the world is not going to crumble around you. And please, if it's part-time, give it at least a year before you lock into whatever analytics you have. And if you're a full-time three to six months, give something a shot because that's just a quarter. That's two quarters. That could be a down season for your market. Like anyone, you know, in business isn't really going to know what the seasons are and the markets are at least until a year or two. So you have some data to work off of. So 
thumbtack hobby can have their little funky $300, okay? The knowledge you're gaining from the process is so much more important to know where you're spending your, you know, wh where's your return on in interest. So don't be afraid to do what you need to do just because somebody in some other whole county or state is having a different experience with you. Don't let them scare you off of investing in your business. That's across the board and business in general. Mm -hmm. Number two, don't be afraid to do it how you want to do it. This is the most unregulated, lucrative field I have ever heard of. And I have been literally bashed in the comments for offering all the things that I, that I offer. Like, I don't know if, you, I don't even think everything is listed on the website. Like, I don't know if you even want the laundry list of things that I include within my service. And people are like, the luxury police, that's what I was calling them. <laughs> the luxury police, like, oh my gosh, how could you possibly, like, we are a luxury service. And if you offer this and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, have you never heard of white glove? service like people hire out for all those things doesn't I don't know how else to explain it other than like luxury service doesn't mean you get necessarily to walk around bougie the most luxury services are the least glamorous so get dirty do what you want to do and let the luxury police do whatever they want to do because guess what if somebody's paying you to do whatever it is you're doing I don't care what it is then it's valid to you they're not paying you so I, I don't yeah. Damn, yeah. And I think, <laughs> I think with the Facebook groups, there is, I was out of them for so long and I kind of just popped my head back into there like three or so months ago. And I have all the notifications turned off because I just can't deal with like that being my whole feed. And, and I was honestly about to delete my Facebook before any of that even happened, but I was like, well, I want to at least foster a sense of community there and be a resource. And, you know, as, as you do, mm -hmm. where you go in there and you're always offering value, you're always offering help. But some of the questions that come up are so from a place of like, like what you said with, um, with like Thumbtack and Home Advisor and Find My Organizer and, you know, all of these resources that we can all tap into. And there's so many questions like, did Find My Organizer work for you? I don't know. Set up your free account and see if it works <laughs> like, for you and take the time that it took to write that question in that stupid way and go do it oh on gosh, the website. Oh, it's so funny because literally like, so I'm not a big fan of like me personally coaching other people. That's why I live in the Facebook group to keep my finger on the pulse of the industry and to just give away information. But the one thing I have coached for um, before is the algorithms. Nobody talks about the algorithms. Thumbtack has an algorithm. I'm sure if I'm an organizer and a lineup will have their own deal, but like Home Advisor and Thumbtack is where I live and breathe. And if you play to the algorithm, then you're gonna get boosted. It's like having a cheat code for Zelda. Like I don't, the nerd's coming out. But <laughs> like it honestly has, I mean, it has to do with like, you have to have your foundations together. Like you have a sales funnel of like, you know, verbally or whatever the case may be. But if you do, what the system wants you to do, not necessarily how you yourself want to function, then they will put you to the top of the list and, you know, you'll get hired more, but it's, it's so much more than just, did it work for someone else? It doesn't really matter. It yeah. doesn't like everything yeah. is very individualized. And even if somebody lives next door to you, if you're doing the algorithm and the other person is great, but not doing the algorithm, two entirely different experiences yeah 
Yeah, exactly. And I think like with Thumbtack specifically, I know they're all about the response rate. And so, yeah, if you're doing this part time and you're like, I'm paying for Thumbtack leads and it's not working and wah, 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 and cry, cry, cry. And it's like, okay, but are you actively in the app? Are you actively bidding on the jobs that are coming your way? Are you actively reviewing the profiles of the people that are asking for your help? Are you actually telling mm -hmm. Thumbtack that you're an active user of the platform and you're actively booking leads off of it and getting those five-star reviews and those rave reviews and you know repeat clients? Okay, then come to me and complain that it's not working or this and that and the other. And it's just, I think there's so much to be said for just taking the action, like you said, you know, it's like, just get out there, get messy. I remember paying for Yelp for one month because you know Yelp will call you literally every day until you pay them mm -hmm. money. Um, and I was like, okay, fine. I'm at my wit's end. I'm just going to do it. And I paid 300 or so dollars for one month. And I was like, it's not working. I didn't get any lead. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing. <laughs> right. You have to, you have to give it time. You have to give like it like SEO. It's like credit. Yeah. yeah. You got to give it 30, 60, 90 days. Give it at least a quarter to perform for you. And not that I'm recommending Yelp because there's probably better places that I would recommend my clients to advertise. But right. that being said, if I could go back in time, I would have at least tried it for like 90 days and not just like cut off the faucet after the 30 days. Right. And if nothing else, then you learn like what you don't want in a platform that you're paying money to give you, you know, things for. And for anybody listening, because I feel like people are always like, oh, does it work for you? But then like, there's no, they have no like starting point, but like Thumbtack, I always recommend as like a great starting point because it's the lowest price point of investment. You do kind of get a return if somebody does respond to you. The trade-off is that you're not getting their personal information immediately. I personally prefer to just pay to have their email address or email, like physical address and phone number. But Thumbtack, completely fill out your profile with as much as humanly possible. Every single option, fill it out completely and thoroughly um, with more than like 20 words in each field making sure you have at least two project photos in a project could be one photo. You can have up to 10 outside um, reviews. So I don't care if you have family and friends go, they're a great person. I love Becky. She's awesome. Just put five stars on there <laughs> to get started. And then um, obviously the response time, they say like within four hours, no, I'm talking like notifications on your phone, 30 seconds to five minutes at the very most. Like, put in the, you know, boots to ground, put in the annoying amount of work that it'll take in the beginning to establish that. And then talking about over time, it takes six months to become a top pro at the very minimum. So those are like the main aspects that they're looking for. And some people are like, oh, I'm responding fast. Yeah. But is your profile completely filled out? Have you taken advantage of your first 10 reviews? If you don't have 10 reviews, I, nobody, like, I don't, I don't even know how people get hired without that and if mm -hmm. it's basically free to put those reviews on there so mm -hmm. it's the same as your, your same jump as off Google. point yeah yeah and I think it's it, we all have 10 people hopefully in our lives friends family past coworkers, neighbors hell you could even I'm not endorsing this but I'm not going to also say that I haven't done this create a couple extra Yelp or Google accounts and write mm -hmm. some reviews, like get scrappy. Right? This isn't Literally. like, I'm going to sit here and wait for these 10 magical reviews to fall from the heavens. It's not what this is. Um, right. So like we're not hypothetically to... suggesting it, but like, how bad do you want it? Is yeah. The, is, 
<laughs> for those of you, you know, I'm a very facial expression type of person. So for those of you listening, that's just like, oh, she's very dry and sarcastic. Just know that she's getting a show over here on Zoom. <laughs> I know. I'm going to probably put this one on YouTube just because it's been so animated from both of us. Just like, well, clearly we're passionate about this field, you guys that are listening. Clearly, you know, you have two alpha female boss bitches on this podcast today so feel free to come to me or Brooke whenever you have a question or need just a kick in the butt um to get you off the fence so where can everyone find you Brooke so uh, the main place that I am interacting for you know content purposes or behind the scenes type of things is Instagram and it's just Brooke knows best organizes pretty straightforward um on Facebook I have a business page but you're better to just just join all the Facebook groups. You'll see me in there just popping in and out. Um, but Brooke knows best dash luxury organizing service. It won't let me change it. So I guess I just get to be uppity. And um, <laughs> honestly, if, if you want to text the business line, it's 630-796-7966. Always looking for my friends and I'll just give, I'll give it away for free just so people can be great. Like, honestly, just be great. We, su- we all win when we support each other. There's no such thing as competition. Yes. You know, argue yes. that with anyone. <laughs> yes. Community over competition and everybody has their piece of the pie and everybody has their own specific niche, their own specific gift. I am not going to help the clients that the girl that lives down the street from me is going to help and vice versa. So there is room for you in this industry and get off the fence. Don't get stuck in living in, I need a certification in order to go and organize someone's home and take, you know, change their life. So exactly. If you don't take anything else away, take that. You couldn't have said it better myself. Just do it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being here, Brooke. It's been an amazing conversation and I'm so happy that we connected and I can't wait to see what you do next. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having. I'm very excited to be able to be here. And honestly, just because I love you and like, I, I you know, just overall great content. The first five people that reach out to me with questions and stuff, I'll give you a free one hour um, like coaching on or consulting on Thumbtack or Home Advisor. So oh kind of help you get your toes wet. That is so amazing. Okay, guys, head to brookknowsbest.com to check out her website. And I'll put all of this information in the show notes below. And we will see you next Wednesday for another new episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you'd leave a review or share it with someone who'd also benefit from listening in. To stay connected, follow at Pro Organizer Bootcamp on Instagram, join our Pro Organizer Bootcamp Facebook group, and learn more about my coaching programs at ProOrganizerBootcamp.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.